That way I put my finger up and we know when to cut the video. Oh, okay. Are we yeah. starting? Yeah. We're on. Okay. How's it going? It's great. How about you? I'm good. Did you meditate today? I did. Yeah. Yep. You're a hippie. <laughs> I'm a hippie now, I yeah. guess. Now. So you now meditate twice daily pretty religiously. Yeah. I had no idea how much it would affect me like by starting. And now that I've seen how much it helps me, I'm like, I'm not stopping this anymore. Cool. Uh, what, what got you started meditating? Um, so I went through like a period of life where I felt like I was just a very full cup of water and I was walking around always trying to not spill over. And if somebody bumped me, I'd spill over and tears would come out or I'd feel overwhelmed or I just, you know, like I'd get to two o'clock in the day and I'm like, I can't do any more today. I can't answer any more questions. I can't, I just would just very overwhelmed. Yeah, Maybe like a decision fatigue. Oh yeah. hundred percent just decision fatigue, but then also just weird, like, um, emotions too, because when you're living a life like that, you're like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. You know, I feel like all the things I'm doing are good, but I am a mess and I don't feel like I can keep up on everything. And so what needs to change? Like, I don't feel like anything in our life needed to change, but I was way too overwhelmed. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you're a pretty high acuity woman. You do, <laughs> you do a lot. Uh, I mean, what all, what all do you do? <laughs> um, so, uh, we run the rock gym and Teton CrossFit and the yoga loft. And, um, you know, that's, yeah, trying to keep all those going. But then we also do LaBelle Lake, which is a wedding venue. Um, I'm the director there and we've got like manager and staff underneath. And, um, and then I also do wedding videography. Um, and then we do the ice palace and my position there is CEO. <laughs> so, yeah. um, that's a big thing. We're very focused on growth with that. And, um, and then we own a, a fourplex with, you know, we've got renters in there that occasionally need some things and we have three boys. Sounds like your husband needs to help you out. Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm saying we, no, we know. have all I'm these. Um, but you know, as a mom too, like I, put a lot on myself with like, you know, these kids, we've got to raise these kids really well. And, and two, doing all of these things, it's not because I have to like wedding videography. I could stop doing that at any time, but I love it. It's yeah. so fun. It's good for me. It's, cr you know, my creative outlet. Um, and same with LaBelle Lake and the ice palace. Like it all just, it lights me up. It gets me excited. And, and our businesses, the rock gym and CrossFit, like all of these, I'm like, I love all of these. And that's kind of where the problem was like, I love everything that we do. I don't want to let go of anything, but what's wrong with me that I can't handle all of this. I, anyway, so, yeah. so with all that stuff, it sounds like you need a bigger cup. Yes. Yeah. I, that's a good way of saying it. Um, so I have a pretty awesome husband who's yeah. like, Hey, he's, he's decent. <laughs> hey, here's this book that I found. I don't know how you find all these awesome books. They just come to me. <laughs> yeah. No. It's because I'm praying that I need something and it comes to you and you're like, Oh, hey, here you go. That's how my prayers are answered. Okay. And I, I give things to you. And how are your prayers answered? I don't know. I'm figuring that out right now. How have I told you that they're answered? <laughs> through, through you. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he, Tyler, uh, gave me or told me to listen to this book on audible that he bought called stress less accomplish more 
I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, like stress less, accomplish more. That sounds great. Perfect. (laughs) So you get into it, you start reading it, and you're like, oh, this is a book about meditation. It's kind of disguised in there. Um, Which she purposely did, correct? Yeah, she did it on purpose because a lot of people would hear meditation and they're like, oh, that's too woo-woo for me. That's too out there. Um, Or I've tried that in the past and it's just not for me. I can't stop my thoughts. I can't, Mm -hmm. all these things that would come with it. And so she starts the book with explaining all the benefits of like why this is good for you. And I was listening to it and I'm like, okay, I want to start. Like, how do I do it? How do I do it? And it doesn't tell you exactly how to do it um, until like more than halfway through the book. You need buy-in. Yeah. Which actually is really good. Like I can see the wisdom in that now, but like I just started before I knew it to do and it was more like counting breaths i was just like yeah one two three in one two three four five six out and i would just do that for like 10 minutes because i didn't really know what else to do (laughs) like i have to do something um but then getting into it there's three portions of the meditation really quick yeah three breaths or three seconds in six seconds out where did you come up with that because that's actually called like a sympathetic or an autonomic sigh you know, like when we're stressed, we're like, oh, and it's that long breath out. Yeah. It just helps lower heart rate. It actually lowers your blood pressure a little bit. That's cool. So, I, I think she might have said that in the book okay. or maybe you told me or, um, or is it, is it called like the two times breath or something where you're doubling? Yeah, like double exhale. Yeah. Like yeah. That. So you could do it in for two seconds, out for four. Yeah. If you, you know, good at that and do three seconds in, out for six. Um, and just breathing has huge benefits. Um, so I think that was, that was probably helping before I really knew anything else to add to it. Um, but there's a couple things you can add to the meditation that are extremely powerful. And that's when you start to see like real changes in your life. It, um, it speeds things up. If you have goals, it, it, fast tracks all of your goals because you're saying them twice a day as if they've already happened. So you're kind of pushing that into your subconscious and living as if. Yes. Yeah. So the first part of the meditation, it's just like, um, mindfulness. You're just kind of getting in the right mindset to meditate. So you're thinking about all of your senses. Um, you're like, your eyes are closed and I'm seeing what I'm, see what you're seeing, smell what you're smelling, taste what you're tasting, feel what you're feeling and hear what you're hearing. And um, it's kind of cool to like, okay, hear what I'm hearing. I hear wind, I hear cars, I, you know, whatever. Um, it just gets you like really in the moment. And then... Kids yelling, mom! Yeah, which actually, like that's part of the meditation is she talks about just embracing all the sounds around you. Yeah. Don't try to put on certain music or rely on, it has to be perfectly quiet. You're just embracing everything around you and it feels really nice to do that. Yeah. Life's not quiet. No, it's not. And kids make noise and you don't want to, every time you hear a noise, like, oh, it's interrupting me. Like there's a negative. Shut up. Yeah. Like, no, it's, (sighs) it's, um, you just embrace all the noise around you. Um, so I really liked that about it as well. Um, but then after thinking about all of your senses one at a time, you're trying to combine all of them at the same time. And then, so I usually do it as I'm breathing in and I'm thinking sight, smell, taste, hearing, um, feeling. And I'm trying to think about it all at the same time. And sometimes it's like a total failure. I'm like, well, I didn't, which doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if you feel like you succeeded or failed, but occasionally I'll get this like kind of cool feeling of like, Oh, I just like, I don't know. like just this little 
feeling that goes through you that just kind of feels yeah. like you're out of your head. A taste of enlightenment. Maybe. <laughs> um, but then you move into the meditation and where you're breathing and saying a mantra. In the book, she says just to use the word one because it's an easy word that doesn't mean anything good, doesn't mean anything bad. Like, you know, there's one of you, one. It's just a, yeah. anyway. And then I, I bought a course after that because this is amazing. <laughs> and then she gives you like there's different mantras, like a Sanskrit word you can use. That, um, but um, so you do that for, I don't know, like 10, 12, 15 minutes. And then you move into manifesting, which at first was the hardest part for me. Cause I didn't know what to say. Um, it wasn't as exciting as she said it was like, this is exciting. You're saying all these goals as if they've already happened. Like you should feel amazing or, you know, yeah. and I'm like, I, it made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I'm saying all these big things, but that means I'm going to have to like do something to make these happen. And that's scary to me or, or, you know, limiting fears of like, maybe I don't deserve this or, um, I don't need that or, you know, all these things that kind of. Start to you deserve. come up, but yeah, yeah. So, um, but noticing that you're feeling that way, and then being like, "Oh, I that it's such, it's so cool to realize how you're feeling." So you can, if you don't like that, then you can move past it. And anyway, so now that's that's my favorite part. It's like it's so fun to say all these big goals, and sometimes new things will pop in my mind. Um, that I should add to what I'm manifesting. Like today I was thinking um, about you and I and that it'd be really cool to have like a coaching business where we have very complementary traits with business. Um, the things that I'm not good at, you exceed at. <laughs> and some of the things that you're not great at, I actually am pretty good at. And yeah. so we would be a really good couple for... Um, a coaching business. Yeah. People anyway. can sign up right now for 15, dollars <laughs> $16,000. But that, that popped in my head. Yeah, I was like, okay, really so cool. we own this very successful coaching business and it's doing really well. And you know, and so you say all these things as if they've happened. Yeah. Um, we've always had a goal to own apartments. And so I put a number on it. Like we own this many apartments and, um, and so it, you know, it gets your mind thinking as you drive past some land or you see other apartments, you're like, oh, I'd like ours to look like that someday. Yeah. Or this land would be a really good spot for it. And it's just like getting your mind going because you, in your head, it's already happened. Yeah. So now there's no resistance to reaching that goal. I think the resistance that we have in our life is part of what stops us from reaching our goals, but then also just not even saying our goals. Yeah. Well, isn't that resistance mostly built in our heads? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what's out there stopping somebody from achieving? It It's usually us. It, oh, yeah, it is. It's, it's us. It's ourselves, which yeah. is so interesting because I don't think most people think of that. They think, well, it's because I was born into this situation or I have this and this and this. But no, all of that yeah. can be overcome. It's it, overcome. It's just realizing that you can do that. Um, and that's a whole process, which is kind of cool. It's cool to, to learn that over time too. And I've noticed with you, with like coaching people in CrossFit, it's something that you, you started knowing nothing and every single thing you learned, you dove fully into and you researched everything there is to know about it. 
and the things that you struggle with, you research even more about. And so then when someone wants coached, you're the best coach out there because you've been where they're at and you've, you know, you've started where they're at. And, you know, so for people that things come a little bit easier, they have a, they're not great coaches because they don't know how to teach that because it came easy for them, you know? So how, how detailed are you getting in, in your manifestation? And really too, like the word manifestation, it sounds a little weird, but it's okay. Cause I'm, you know, I'm getting used to it, <laughs> but people could think of manifestation in many forms. I mean, it really, it's prayer too. Yeah. You know, it's because we think of prayer so well, and maybe it's just how we were raised, but we think of prayer so almost linear. It's like, Hey, well, I need to kneel down and I need to address uh, whatever we believe in. So, you know, maybe it's heavenly father, maybe it's the universe, maybe it's, you know, whatever. And then we need to have gratitude, which I think is a very important part of it. And then we ask and, you know, it's very linear, Yeah. but prayer is extremely individualized. Um, I'm reading a book called how to talk with God. Did you see that on our bed last night? Uh-uh. That's cool. Okay. I don't know where it's at then. I was sitting in a tree stand yesterday and I had a little bit of cell service. So I downloaded it onto uh, Kindle. So I was reading through that and it's just so individualized. Mm-hmm. It's like some people pray out loud. Some people fold their arms. Some people uh, pray while listening to music. Some people kneel on a special rug. And some, some people write it down yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And my prayers have definitely shifted slightly in a, a way of sometimes I'll say what I'm grateful for, even if it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. You know, I'm grateful for. Which is what Jesus taught. Okay. It's, in the, it's in it's in the Bible. It's just it's skipped over. Yeah. But we should pray as if it's already happened. That's faith. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but it, yeah, it just it feels right when you're doing that. You know. It, but it's uncomfortable at first because you're like, oh wait, but I don't have this yet. You know. Um, so as far as how detailed I'm getting into manifesting, um, right now I'm saying a lot of I am's like. Yeah. I am confident. I am wise. I am, um, all these things. Um, interestingly lately, um, okay. So well, you know, backtrack a little bit. Um, so Kelsey, one of the, our CrossFit coaches invited me to go with her to, um, a sound bath, a sound bath, which I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> and I still, it's, it's like you, um, it was a yoga studio in Rigby that was doing it. And you pretty much just like lay on a yoga mat with a pillow and blanket and they do a guided meditation, but then have these like sound bowls that they, like, yeah, like these really like really loud vibrations that you can like feel in your body. And, um, anyway, I guess it's really good for your body. Your body's mostly water and, and vibrations can do different things to water and it can start to heal your body in different ways. And I still don't know a lot about it. It's just really interesting to me. Um, but so then I like started researching the benefits of sound and I'm like, man, like sound has a lot of healing properties. Like this is really cool. Um, and music and your voice can actually have a lot of healing properties to it just by like singing or whatever. And then I, I don't know, lately I'm like, man, I really would like learn, I'd like to learn how to sing because it's always been a very like, terrifying thing to me and very uncomfortable. And I was thinking about it earlier today while I was meditating. Um, when I was a kid, I used to like sing all the time and I would like, 
Um, we lived by the Snake River growing up and I'd go on walks by myself and I would like sing about, I was like really little, but I would sing about the things that I liked or the things that I saw. And I just like sing really loud. Um, so that's where Hebert gets it. <laughs> but then like, I remember one time in primary, like a little primary kid at church, I was asked if I could give a talk and they're like, or you can sing a song too. Like, you know, and I was like, oh, sweet. Like, I don't have to prepare a talk. I can just sing a song that I already know. Like, easy, done, I'll do that. So I stood up there to sing a song and I was like, this is terrifying. Like, no words came out. It was so embarrassing. The music was, someone was playing the piano and I just stood there and I was like kind of whispering the music a little bit and it just, it like, terrified me and it it, while I was meditating this morning it just kind of hit me like that might have been when I just like kind of stopped singing like did you say something about a little boy or did you say you as a little girl little girl oh for some reason I was not that you were a little boy (laughs) uh I thought I for some reason I was waiting to hear what this little boy had said to you I don't know why I heard that oh weird some little butthole didn't say anything to you did he no okay (laughs) no I, I just like I felt so uncomfortable and like just yeah completely terrified and um and then I just I think singing to me is a very very terrifying thing like to ever do that in public or even in front of you I I don't know why it's like I don't know why either because you're great (laughs) well but yeah I don't know so it's just like I want to overcome things that make me scared and like six months ago if you were to ask me to add anything else to my plate, I would have just spilled over. I would have like, I can't do anything else. But right now I, yeah, I feel like my cup got bigger. I'm like a sponge. I want to learn everything. Um, I, you know, we bought a meditation course cause I was like, this is helping me so much. And now, and then, um, I just got this other course called moving into mastery and it talks yeah. about different areas of life, like your relationships, money, uh, your time, your brain and, and, and go and bringing in like, um, world renowned teachers in those areas and, um, teaching how to master different parts of your life, which is, I don't know, it's just interesting to me yeah. now. Um, but I guess with meditation, when I first started, it was probably about, two weeks of doing it consistently twice a day, um, every day before I really started seeing like changes and benefits in life. And first it was my capacity increased and it was like, wow, this is amazing. I can do more. I can, uh, my brain's not so tired. And then, um, I went through a weird part which I guess can happen when you start me- uh, meditating is you've given your mind, like the chance to rest. And so anything that your body's holding on to, any like past emotions or something that your body's just hanging on to, it will let it out. And so there was a couple days um, where I just like cried a lot and <laughs> felt really weird. And um, I don't know, just, yeah, it was just really emotional. And I guess that was just, I researched it afterwards. I'm like, what is this? And I guess it's just your body releasing past emotions or past things that you've been holding on to. So it's a good way to release any trauma you've had or I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Well, there's a really good book called The Body Keeps the Score. And really anything that's happened to us in the past is stored in the body somehow, whether that's in your shoulders or your spine or I don't know, your liver. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. But a really, really good book. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's a whole world that I've never dove into before. Um, and it's well, fascinating to me. The, the um, skeptical conspiracy side of me goes, well, it's because they don't want you to know. Well, in our culture, like just this Western, I don't know, we're, it's a pretty fairly new. New to our culture. E, right. Well, like um, coming here and establishing a new town or a new, you know, like um, where we live, it was established in the 1800s. Yeah. And so people are kind of starting new with new everything. And so a lot of the older traditions or older healing modalities or different things, it's like that didn't come with us. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, I'm just saying ancient cultures, you know, so Buddhism is pretty old religion and they meditate and, you know, um, different ways of prayer and different things, different societies. I, honestly, like I think the Egyptians built the pyramids using vibrations. So when you go to the Great Pyramid and there's a, a couple spots, you can just kind of put your head up to the pyramid. It's vibrating. Nobody knows why. Interesting. So however it was built or whatever it was constructed on or, or whatever has some natural energy there that's giving this certain vibration. And so, uh, yeah, vibrations, they run deep. Yeah. Well, the more I'm learning, the more I'm also learning we don't know anything. And, um, and, it, and maybe that's why it's so fascinating to me is because there's little snippets of truth that you can find along the way. And it's just like, wow. There's so much out there, and um, I don't remember the last time that I've wanted to learn things so much. I just feel like I've been doing everything I am doing because I needed to do it, and I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so it's really it's, cool. It's yeah, yeah. So, yeah. if someone wanted to get started in this, what is the what do they do? I mean, honestly, that book was really great for me because. Um, I think that buy-in at the beginning, it's telling you, it's, it's showing you all these different studies. It's telling you like why you should meditate. Um, and, um, it's, if you just start meditating, you probably won't continue to do it unless you really understand why you're doing it. Um, and, and I guess you'd start to see the benefits in your life. Um, cause there's a couple weeks throughout the summer that I just kind of stopped meditating because it got busy and whatever. I just yeah. do it once a day and or every other day. And I noticed like, <laughs> it was kind of weird. Like my capacity started to shrink a little bit and I'm like, okay, I can't afford to not meditate. Like some people yeah. will say, I don't have time for it or whatever. And I'm like, well, I, I'm a pretty busy person, but yeah. like you can make time for it because because your capacity increases, like you don't have time not to do it. Um, so anyway, I, the book is called stress less accomplish more by Emily Fletcher. And, um, yeah, I think that would be a great way to yeah. start. There's also another, uh, really good book. It's called hurry up and meditate. <laughs> and it's funny cause it's like, well, meditating is all about slowing down. So why would I want to hurry up? But his whole thing is you need to hurry up and do it because you're missing out. Yeah. Like you have to do it. And it's written by a guy who was a news anchor and he got his big shot to go on, I don't know, NBC or something like that. And um, he just got on camera and froze. And I think he might have turned to drugs. I'm not really sure. 
but then he found meditation and it completely changed his life. He, he's like, well, I can get on camera now and I can be me and I can this and that. And it's all because wow. he was able to hurry up and meditate. Yeah. Well, it's um, sometimes people think with meditating that you're supposed to sit there in silence and not think about anything. You know, um, you have a mantra, but that's to like kind of bring you back from your thoughts. Your thoughts will come. And um, something that this lady teaches in the book and in the course is that as you're meditating and thoughts are coming and you realize like, oh, I was just thinking. And then you go back to the mantra. That's like stress is leaving the body. Um, and so you're giving your mind a chance to release and then come back. And every time you do that, it's, it's just releasing more stress. Um, so just knowing that, I think it gives me a little bit of give, like I can give myself some grace, like, Oh, I just was, I don't know how long I was just on this thinking tangent tangent, but then as soon as you realize you're thinking, you just gently come back and you focus on your breath and yeah, I don't know. Which is analogous to life correct? Yes. <laughs> it's always trying to pull us in different directions, which is fine, mm-hmm. but we do need to come back. And every time we come back, we gain a little bit more strength, a little bit more confidence. It's just directing our path. Um, something that I feel super strongly about um, lately, which is maybe why I love the book by Annie Thor's daughter. Yeah, I saw you posted that on your Instagram story. So, okay, something I'll finish my thought. Um, but is just the value of struggle. It's a children's book, correct? Yes. Okay, so there's a children's book written by Annie and Katrin. Yeah. Um, and um, which are CrossFit Games athletes, and it's called What is the Way? Is that? I don't remember, but it's on your story. I'll go look it up. <laughs> I think it's called What is the Way. Um, and it's about this girl named Freya and she is doing this race and all these obstacles keep coming up like, um, oh, there's all of a sudden this big, massive river on the trail that I'm supposed to run across. And all the people that are with her are like, oh, we can't do that. Like it's, you know, it's too great a risk. Like we can't take that risk. And, um, and she's thinking like, should I give up? And, um, then she's got some friends with her that they give these little quotes like that are really good. Um, and she's thinking like, yeah, I can do it. This is the way. And so she, she's able to start swimming through this river and realizing like, oh no, I don't think I can do this. This is harder than I thought. What do I do? And then there's like a creative solution. Like she made a bridge and, you know, different things, but it's showing that struggle is how you learn. What's it called? Yeah. What is the way? What is the way? Okay, cool. Um, but then at the end, after she accomplished this race and everyone's like, you're a hero, you've done such a good job and you, you've made it sort of thing. And she, um, started to like, get kind of sad. Like, well, I just accomplished it. Like what now? And, um, and so like, she goes back to her little animal friends in the book and they give her some motivational quotes or whatever that apply to her situation. And then, um, she, there's this whole paragraph that talks about like, oh, the way is the struggle. The struggle is the way. That's, um, that's, that's the, yeah, I don't know, the way. Yeah. And it ends with her starting another more difficult race or something to give herself more 
more struggles and more things to overcome. It's overcoming the struggle. Yeah. Not, I guess not just the struggle, it's overcoming the struggle. So anytime that you have a struggle in your life, there's, there's wisdom in it. And it's not, it's not there to push you down and to destroy you and hurt you. It's, it's there to give you strength and turn you into who you need to become. And it just resonates so deeply with me because I've seen that in, in my life that, you know, going through struggles, it's just leading you to find things that will help you become more of your true self. And it'll also make it so you can move more effortlessly and with more faith. Um, something that, that I want to do is to be able to do hard things with a little bit less effort because I'm on like, you know, that true path of where you need to be. And, and I have seen that I, I can do really hard things almost effortlessly. I get in this like little zone of like, wow, this feels really good. And you know, you're just doing it. And then you sit back and you're like, wow, I just did all that stuff. And it wasn't that hard, but it's, I think, cause you're like, you know, more on that path of where you should be, but yeah, it's also hard. Yeah. Which hard is hard is fine in the moment. It feels like the end of the world. Yeah. But that reminds me of the parable parable of the golf ball. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, f- first golf balls were just perfectly smooth and round, and when they hit them, they would slice or hook, and they'd go very unpredictable places. But the more that they hit that ball and the more they dented the ball, the straighter it would fly. So that's why golf balls have divots oh, in them yeah. now. Yeah. Because you need divots to fly straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really love that. Have you seen any of that in your life? Yeah, I'm just working on seeing progress. Because I will do things and I'll go through hard times or whatever that is. Probably mostly mental, just getting through it in my own mind. So I'm just trying to get better at the small things, the small wins, you know, just figuring all of that out. So... I have historically not been great at that because I'll do something and it's probably great. Like there are some great things that I've done, mm-hmm. but I'm like, well, whatever. We just did them. It's all good. Anyone else can do it. And maybe that's it. I believe that people can do anything they want in life. They can achieve nearly anything. I mean, we tell our kids, you can be anything you want to be except for president of the United States. Cause that's already set in stone. <laughs> they, they know essentially upon birth is <laughs> no, um, but really, I believe that we can. So when I do something that maybe is out of the ordinary, I'm like, whatever, that's fine. I did it. <laughs> Anyone else can do it too. So, hmm. yeah. that's, but that's me. And, you know, it's because I'm so humble. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, no, not at all. I, I, I really am like joking in that regard because there are certain things that I am definitely not humble about. <laughs> but by what you've done though, I think a lot of the value in it is showing people that it can be done and that you don't have to be perfect or you can have flaws and still accomplish big and great things. You know, it's the, the greatness of it might not be what you accomplished, but what you're showing or giving to other people by accomplishing that. Yeah. Well, and I, I love that and everything you said about achievement and struggle and it, also makes me think of lottery winners. So, you know, if the goal is to become a millionaire, okay, you know, depends on what you want to do with those several million dollars. But people that win the lottery, 
Like, hey, I'll, I have $20 million now. And within a few years, that $20 million is gone because they didn't become a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. They were given millions. It takes a special person to be able to have an incredible amount of wealth and to just do great things with it. It's, yeah, it's not, I don't think it's all it's cracked up to be, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, at our peak net worth was the most unhappy that I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because we had accomplished kind of what we'd set out to accomplish. Yeah. And then we got there and it was like, oh, well, what is this? This mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, but I don't want to reach for something further right now. Like that seems daunting mm-hmm. to do all of this over again. So then it's like, well, oh crap, I need to, I need to get inside my own head. I need to learn myself. Yeah. And we've learned so much about ourselves since that point. What was that? Two years ago? Yeah. I mean, it was kind of right middle of COVID, right? Yeah. A little after that. Yeah. So almost three. Weird. A long time ago. Um, so we have, that's kind of cool. Like I think it, it showed us where we can become, but we weren't ready for that yet. Um, I mean, even our whole marriage, you've been really good at manifesting. Like you would write things down, um, these big goals and it would almost make me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Like he's, he's writing all these big goals. Like, does that mean we have to figure out how to make it happen? Like I'm, I'm a very, like, I got to do this, this, and this to, to reach this. And Tyler's a lot better about like, this is what I want. Skip all the things I have to do to get there. Not better, just different. <laughs> I mean, it's very complimentary. That's the thing is, yeah. uh, I mean, even listening to, I was listening to uh, some Think and Grow Rich yesterday by Napoleon Hill. He's just like, every great achievement a man has ever done, it's usually because of a woman. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, 100%. Um, but it's cool because with that, you've helped me to grow into who I need to become. And even if I haven't liked it, at the time, like, you know, maybe you're struggling with something. So then it causes me some pain or me to feel a certain way. And I didn't like it at the time and it was crappy. But now looking back, I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful for that. Like, because of this, I was able to find this and it led me to this. And, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. Well, I can easily give pain. I mean, if you... <laughs> no, you actually no, can't. It's hard for you to... Yeah, I don't like to see you. Yeah. No, for anybody, you know, you don't... let You try to avoid uncomfortable situations at all costs. Yeah, which is a downfall. Because, I mean, oh, maybe we shouldn't say downfall. That is something I can work on. Because it is good on. to have difficult conversations. It is good to have struggle. It is good to yeah. give positive and negative feedback and receive positive and negative feedback. I don't like when people tell me that I've done a good job and I don't like when people tell me that I've done a bad job. Yeah. I don't want feedback. If someone, although I know it's important, he's done a bad job. It's like, it's the end of the world. Yeah. But it's not even, it's almost like you can't accept it either. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I just can't. I am working on, uh, (laughs) receiving feedback because really it is anything. Like if someone says, Hey, good job. Hey, happy birthday. Hey, you, you don't run your business very well. It doesn't matter what it is. It's like, oh man, it's not a good job. I didn't do a good job. Well, hey, I didn't do a bad job. What are you talking about? <laughs> but I think the first step to like overcoming that 
It's just noticing. Yeah, being aware. I mean, I've never heard you say that before. Well, you've been really good the last year of helping me to just be like, hey, this is happening. Good. Oh, <laughs> speaking of, we need to play this for people. Did you get that what? text yesterday? I sent it out to all the coaches because it's so good. Oh, uh-uh. It's Jocko, which it's Jocko. So obviously it's going to be great. Uh, let's see here. It's called Good. Oh, I have watched that before. Here we go. Oh, it must be connected to a Bluetooth. Un-Bluetooth. Then I'm going to get a bunch of notifications that say, you need to be connected to Bluetooth. One of my direct subordinates, one of my guys that worked for me, he would, he would call me up or pull me aside with some major problem, some issue that was going on. And he'd say, boss, we got this and that and the other thing. And I'd look at him and I'd say, good. And finally, one day he was telling me about some issue that he was having, some problem. And he said, I already know what you're going to say. I said, well, what am I going to say? He said, you're going to say good. He said, that's what you always say. When something is wrong and going bad, you always just look at me and say good. And I said, well, yeah, when things are going bad, there's going to be some good that's going to come from it. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. Didn't get promoted? Good. More time to get better. Oh, mission got canceled? Good. We can focus on another one. Didn't get funded. Didn't get the job you wanted. Got injured. Sprained my ankle. Got tapped out? Good. Got beat? Good. Unexpected problems? Good. We have the opportunity to figure out a solution. That's it. When things are going bad, don't get all bummed out, don't get startled, don't get frustrated. If you can say the word good, guess what? It means you're still alive. It means you're still breathing. And if you're still breathing, well, then hell, you still got some fight left in you. So get up, dust off, reload, recalibrate, re-engage, and go out on the attack. That's so good. It's <laughs> so good. 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 <laughs> um, okay, I had a few thoughts. Yeah. While he Ooh, was I want to hear him. Talking. Well, one, you know, you've seen if he's telling you like, well, don't get frustrated. Don't get down on yourself or don't get, you know, someone's like, well, but, but like my life is so hard or this person died or this, you know, like really bad things. Um, one of the things that I was learning about is, um, um, and I think neuroscience is backing it, but it takes 90 seconds for an emotion to fully go through your body. Like you, yes, feel frustrated, but let it give it 90 seconds or five minutes or whatever. Feel frustrated for a short amount of time and then choose to let it go. Um, a lot of times we tell ourselves a story of our lives. Like, well, but you have this whole narrative of everything that's ever happened to you. 
and and usually this is like a very victim mentality, but this narrative, you've told yourself this story and you're thinking about this story. And so it feels way too overwhelming to move on from that. But if you can, you know, just focus on one thing at a time or try to let go of putting all of your problems together and just think about letting the emotion run through your body and then move on from it. I think that's where you can get to the point where you can achieve that to be like, good. Like this bad thing's happening. Let myself feel it. But then where's the wisdom in this? What can I learn from this situation that I'm being forced to learn? Because that's that's what struggle is. It's forcing you to learn and to grow. Yeah. Or to die. I mean, that's the thing is we can either roll over, but we're so resilient. Yeah. I mean, just think of a woman having a baby. That's insane. And the baby. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But do women get through it? Yes. I mean, we get through most things. And we lie to ourselves all the time. So, you know, if we're going, oh, my life sucks and everything's so hard and you know, I didn't get that promotion or my business failed or, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. all my life, my life, my life. Well, you're kind of lying to yourself because, okay, you've had some difficulties. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean your life sucks. So now lie to yourself on the other direction. Like if we're going to lie, we might as well lie positively. So, man, I'm awesome. That business failed for a reason. Like Mm -hmm. I must've done something wrong. This is so great. I learned from it. Yeah. Most people, and this is shifting a little bit in the tech world, but most people, historically speaking, when we're talking high achievers, don't achieve until they're well in their forties and fifties. Why? Because they learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. What were your other thoughts? Um, we can listen to it again. <laughs> no, I think that's mostly it. But even while you were talking, like, I think it's so easy for people to hear that, like, yeah, this bad thing, this bad thing, just say good, whatever. But I, like, I think I just want to reemphasize that, like, feel the feelings, but don't hold on to them. You can either feel it and let it go, or you can, like, ruminate. Is that the word? Ruminate? Yeah. Ruminate? Yeah, ruminate. Ruminate in those feelings and you can hold on to them. And, and keep telling yourself that story about yourself and you'll stay there, but noticing that that's what's happening and noticing that you don't have to feel frustrated for longer than 90 seconds. Yeah. You know, you don't have to feel all those things for very long, but you should feel them. You should feel angry. You should feel frustrated. You should feel happy. You should feel sad. Let yourself cry. Like feel your feelings. (laughs) And then let them go. A lot of times when feelings are holding on, like you feel like you're a really angry person or you feel like you're really sad or, and you're staying like that for days, it's because you haven't actually let yourself completely feel that. It's the resistance to feeling it that you're feeling um, that's making you hold on to it. So just like give yourself permission, even like the buffest guys or whatever, give yourself permission to just feel it. And don't listen to your ego that's telling you like, oh, you're tougher than this or you shouldn't be acting like this or whatever. Like if you can let that go and just really feel it, then that's when the healing really starts to happen. That's when you can start seeing those physical, emotional and spiritual changes in your body that like, you know, you're you're letting those things go. But that's, I think, the how. A lot of times I think in our relationship, we've been learning things, but we're like, but but like how, how do you really do that? And I think that's the key is those, like allowing yourself to truly, truly feel. Yeah. No, I think you are 
spot on. And, and I think that's also what pushes people to substance abuse. So drugs and alcohol. It's like, well, hey, I'm chasing happiness. So cocaine and amphetamines. And well, I want to get over sadness. So alcohol and depressants. And there's a good series, um, House of, well, there's a book, House of Pain, about the Sadler, Sackler family. They're the ones who invented Oxycontin, and they're the ones who marketed morphine. So, I mean, they really understand opiates. Mm -hmm. And I think it's Richard Sackler said, people are either chasing happiness or running away from pain. And that's a circle throughout all of life. Now, all this, although this guy, like, you know, pushed morphine and pushed opiates on people and mm -hmm. honestly because of the decisions that they made and some corruption it killed a lot of people but he's 100 percent correct in we're either chasing happiness or running away from pain that is the life circle so what if you don't want to be chasing happiness or running away from pain what do you do is there a, is there another option well i mean i think what you're talking about with meditation and making your glass more full or at least taking some water out of your glass is a way to feel. So it's if something bad happens and that cup fills up with water, we're like, that's okay because my cup is really big. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, you don't want your cup to be empty either because an empty cup means... I might not spill any water. I'm not growing at all. Yeah, yeah. And with the cup filling up to every bad thing that happens, and you get a little bit more water, a little bit more water. And yes, it's a big cup, but it's still going to keep filling up. Yeah. The way to drain it is through meditation, is through um, thinking your thoughts, letting them go, and come back, into, come back to that mantra. You put a little drain in the cup, and it's slowly going to go back down. And then as your problems and hard things are happening, it'll fill up. It'll slowly start to drain back down. Yeah. But in life, we don't usually give ourselves that outlet to give ourselves the needed rest for our minds. The, anyway, so yeah, the cup fills up. Yeah, yeah. But I also don't want to be a Buddhist monk that's just sitting on the edge of a cliff, which is also impressive, by the way. <laughs> These people wear like little tiny silk robes and they're sitting in like, zero degree weather and they can regulate their body temperature due to their meditation. It's yeah. insane stuff where yeah. our mind is so, so powerful, but they're also not going to go build a multi-million dollar company that can serve thousands and thousands of mm -hmm. customers, hundreds of thousands, millions of customers and support the families that work for that company. It's just 15 minutes twice a day. 15 minutes twice a day. Yep. That's all. Yeah. It's, you don't have to do it for hours and hours or even like dive into it. You don't even have to dive into it like I am. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. amazing. I need to learn more. But yeah, just 15 minutes twice a day and that will keep it. That'll that'll make increase your capacity. It'll help you to sleep better. It'll help you to not feel like you need... Does it help different. sleep better? It does, oh, Tyler. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you haven't done it twice a day for 15 minutes for at least two weeks, have you? No. Okay. But I have been doing breath work. <laughs> So in the morning for 16 minutes, I box breathe. So yeah, no, that's cool. And then, um, usually once throughout the day, it's six minutes of, of relaxing box breathing. And then before bed, it's, it's also breath work. Have you tried incorporating manifesting into it yet? Yeah. A little bit afterwards. So at night it's prayer. Um, in the morning I write in that three, six, nine journal. So 
write down. That's cool. You know. I'm not judging you, by the no, way. No, I know. <laughs> I know. You're not on the I spot. Know. You're good. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I promise I'm trying. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I guess having something to think about is a good thing, but you're focusing on the thinking. So I don't know. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. But in thinking of the breath, then you're also giving yourself physiology. It's a, it's a parasympathetic, I guess you could say stimulant, mm-hmm. which makes no sense. That's an, op- an oxymoron. Let's say it's a sympathetic depressant. You're kind of shutting off the sympathetic and you're turning on the autonomic. And that's through that breathing. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm not just meditating. I'm physiologically <laughs> helping all this happen. Yeah. Um, it's interesting with the, um, the, the 15 minutes twice a day. She says to not do it too close to bedtime because um, a 15 minute meditation is equivalent to like a two hour nap. Like it's supposed to help um, rejuvenate you and feel more energized. And, and for the most part after meditating, I actually do feel like little bit more rejuvenated um and if i do it closer to bedtime i do notice i have a hard time harder time going to sleep interesting um so i try to do it like in the early afternoon yeah um but that might be a small a a difference between what you're doing and then like this technique yeah so just okay so maybe once a day with the emma uh, with the ziva method (laughs) emily fletcher's method and then one way. I don't want to be told what to do. I know you I'm don't. It's, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, so something that I've thought about too is this is a tool in the toolbox. Mm-hmm. And although we want our cup to be bigger, we also want to have a very large toolbox with many, many yeah. tools. This isn't the only way. Yeah. I know that. No, for no, no. Sure. And, but this is a way that you've found personally that has worked very well. And that's a very important, that's a very important thing. Like a, a personal story a personal, yeah, personal story <laughs> is extremely powerful. So people should meditate and at least try it, give it a run. Uh, yesterday I was talking with my brother who's lost about 135 pounds and it comes down to consistency, mm-hmm. consistency and mindset and really faith that whatever you're doing is working in whatever way you want it to be working. Mm-hmm. So you know, if, if he's being consistent with intermittent fasting and he's gotten his mind into a place where, yeah, like even if I step on the scale and I'm not down in a week, I'm still eating healthy. I'm drinking water. Like I'm, my blood pressure is probably better. My pulse is probably a better resting heart rate, you know, mm-hmm. all of that. So the consistency yeah. is the key. Yeah. So if you're going to try meditation, give it a good couple months. Don't just, Oh, I meditated for three days. And I don't, I don't yeah. feel any different because I've been there. Yeah. It's the twice a day. That's the key. Like once a day to like, you'll kind of maintain, but then twice a day, it's like your body's kind of like, Oh, like they've, it's given me the opportunity to release a lot of this stress and to start cleaning house a little bit more. So twice really cool. a day is the key. <laughs> um, one other thing I was thinking about is some people don't want to heal. Very true. Like some people, just, I don't know. They don't, they don't want that yet. Um, and that's, and that's okay too, because sometimes we just, we need to struggle for a little while and that's, that's okay. Um, but like, if you're hearing this and you're like, sounds really cool, but like, I, I'm just not ready for that yet or whatever. Like you said, give it a go, like try it and yes, try it. And if it doesn't, if it's not like as successful for you as it was for me, then like, that's okay. Maybe you, weren't quite ready for that or 
it's similar yeah. things with business that I've seen looking back. Um, something we've tri been trying to incorporate into business is a method called EOS. It's been really great. Um, but like, which also Brandon turned us on to. Yes. So. Yeah. But like f maybe five, four, four years ago, four or five years ago, um, somebody introduced us to EOS and was trying to help us implement it into our business. And I didn't realize at the time what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I, once we started implementing this, I texted him and I was like, Hey, I just, it just clicked. This is what you were trying to teach us. He was like, yes, I was trying to get you to do all these things. And I'm like, I guess we just weren't like, we weren't there yet. Like we just weren't quite ready for all of that. We just needed to struggle a little bit longer. <laughs> so funny. Uh, it happens so often coaching. So, or, or even just having the coach mindset. So your dad, for example, he's lived in a lot of physical pain. Mm -hmm. So a few years ago, I'm like, Jim, have you heard of the Wolverine protocol? No. Well, so there's a couple supplements that you can take and there's some breathing techniques and there's some different things you can do. And when you put all this together, they call it the Wolverine protocol because you heal like your tendons, your ligaments, your joints, your gut lining, everything heals. Okay, cool. Sounds great. So then like six months ago, he's like, Tyler, have you heard of the Wolverine method? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I have. I've heard it's really good. Well, I think I'm going to do it. Okay. I support you fully. That's cool. Here we go. Here's the Wolverine protocol. Two weeks later, I'm feeling so good right now. Isn't that interesting? I, yeah. I mean, even with, um, yeah, little things I see in people all the time. I guess we could continue going back and forth with stories, but it's, it's so, it's okay. Yeah. Like he just wasn't ready for it at that totally. point. And, yeah. and maybe you as a younger coach, maybe you would have been frustrated. Like, oh my gosh, if he would have just listened to me, he would have saved all that time. But now being a little bit older, more experienced, it's like. That's okay. Like he just, they'll come around, they'll come around, but so will I, like, I don't even want to say that from a higher ground mm -hmm. of, because I'm sure that he has suggested things to me that I'm like, whatever, Jim. Yeah. And then two or three years from now, I'm like, Oh, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. He was wise. He's older and wiser too. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. There's a lot of peace that comes with that too, because you don't have to judge yourself for any situations. You Which know, that's what we do. It is. But if you can realize that you don't have to do that, that there's wisdom in timing and, and there's wisdom in struggle. And so if you did go through a struggle, don't regret it. Don't be like, oh, I could have avoided it this, this, and this way. It's like, no, I, what did you learn from that? Yeah. You know, as business owners, people will ask us sometimes, like, if you could go back in time and change one thing, what would you do? And it's a funny question to me because nothing. Yeah. I wouldn't change anything. We needed all the struggles. Like, yeah, I, you could go back and change this and this it would save us money here or whatever. But no, like I, we needed to go through all those struggles to become who we need to be. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Every time I buy a firearm, I'm like, I know I probably shouldn't spend this money, but I'm going to learn something from it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I needed that bear gun. I'm just, I'm just messing. Well, thank you. I, uh, really, I love I love talking to you. I mean, we get to do this all the time, but we don't get to push it out to eight or nine thousand listeners. Now we do, so it'll be great. Um, so, what are the two biggest lessons that you've learned through the last six months of meditating fairly regularly? I know it's been a ramp up over mm -hmm. the last six months, but what are the two biggest lessons that you've learned? I mean, I've, I think throughout this, I've shared them, but number one is just 
how valuable struggle is. And if we can see that value in the struggle, it'll help us. Um, and then, um, I don't know, to like, to do what feels good to you to do and then do it consistently. Um, being intentional about what you're doing and, um, and not being okay with being miserable. You know, if you're miserable and then you're just like, well, I guess this is just how life is. I'm not going to look for anything to actually to help me. Um, like be open to, you know, be open to suggestions that, that friends like, you know, definitely gauge who's telling you <laughs> things. Very true. You know, if you're getting advice from someone that you don't want to be like, like don't listen to them. <laughs> um, but if it's someone that you trust and that has gone through some stuff, if they give you some advice, like really think about it and, and, you know, see if it's right for you. Be open to healing. You don't need to be miserable. People don't need to be in as much pain as they are. Pain's important, but you don't need to be in it for a really, really long time. You know, yeah. you can you can overcome it. You can be positive. I, I know that wasn't no, I love that. <laughs> necessarily two things. Um, that's great. Well, they all play into each other. Yeah. I and mean, that's the thing. Yesterday with Brandon, uh, one of his two lessons was be present. Mm -hmm. Well... What's being present? Well, it's kind of meditating. You know, yeah. You're being present in the moment. It's mindfulness. Yeah, that's mindfulness. Yeah. yeah. Consistency, mindfulness. It, it all plays. How you do anything is how you do everything. 100% true principle. And they merge. So we talked weight loss yesterday. Today we're talking about making your cup bigger or, or lessening the amount of liquid in your cup. <laughs> well, yeah. true principles are true principles Yeah. in everything. And you can, you can kind of feel too when it's true. Like it, there's something that happens inside of you that just kind of like rings true a little bit. You're like, oh, that makes sense. Like it, yeah, I don't know. And I think listening to that, there's a lot of wisdom in that. I like it. I heard you're going to start a podcast. <laughs> I was thinking about it or joining yours. That's awesome. <laughs> we'll have to see. I but would love either one of those. That's another thing that I never would have thought I ever would have even considered because we do too many things, but we don't yeah. we do just the right amount and our, yeah. So it's cool. Thanks for helping me grow. Yeah. Well, right back at you. I appreciate it. I just know that after I got home off my mission, God was like, wow, you need her. Cause if you don't get her, you're going to screw your life up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, you would have probably been just fine, but I, I think we... I don't think so. <laughs> I, we we need each other. I mean, yeah. we, we really help each other to grow, which is cool. Yeah. So... Yeah, which is really important to find in a relationship and knowing that you can still be an individual and a couple. Yes, which is something that we've been learning too. Yeah. I mean, we got married pretty young and so... I mean, you, at least luck, lucky you, you, you had to go like on a mission and live by yourself for two years or, you know, like, um, I feel like just until recently I've been, I feel like I've just been doing everything for other people and haven't ever really been like, what am I going to do for myself? You yeah. know? Um, so it's nice. Yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah. I want you to feel happy 
and fulfilled and proud of yourself and independent to a point. <laughs> no, you can be as independent as you want, but like, I want you to learn yourself. I want you to be yourself. And I know that you want all those things back for me. And that's a pretty dang good relationship. Yeah. We're really lucky to have you know? that. And not to like toot my horn here, but you're like, Hey, this course is kind of expensive. I'm like, good, <laughs> good, um, good. If it, if it's expensive, that probably means that it's packed full of value and you get to chat with Emily Fletcher and Andrew Huberman and you get to talk with Allison Mulcahy and, and all these mm -hmm. great teachers. Good. You know, and, but the same back, if I'm like, Hey, I want to get this new certification or I want to do this or I want to do that. You're like, sweet. Sounds great. <laughs> it's just how it is. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Well, and and you're I appreciate helping it. me with that mindset too. We, it's, it's all a bounce back. It's, mm -hmm. it's the bouncing it back and forth and people in a relationship should be very open to that. You know, and I think we've always had a good relationship, but it has always grown throughout time. And so 10 years ago, you might be like, Hey Tyler, you know, you shouldn't do this and you should do this. And I was like pushing back hard. Don't like, no, don't, don't tell me what to do today. You're like, Hey, uh, you should do this and that. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's yeah, try it. That's cool. So actually I don't take feedback very well, except for from you. But that's even recent. So yeah. <laughs> that yeah. means you're, that means you're growing Yeah. and that it's not going to just be me. It'll be more people. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thanks Thank for today. Thank you. Yeah, that was great. We should do this again soon. <laughs> yes, we should. All right. We'll see you.